welcome back into Sports Betting Daily. We are back. We are back and better than ever. I needed that. I needed my little Vegas getaway. It was essential. And uh, obviously no podcast last couple days. And I debated. I was like, do we do a Monday show, a Tuesday show? Nah, let's just jump back in. Get back involved. And uh, on today's show... I'm still in the haze. I'm still in the Vegas fog. I'm not going to lie. Still getting back into it. But uh, on today's show, I'll recap the weekend picks. We never did that. And uh, I'll talk about... I do have some stories from Vegas. Some stories about my trip to Las Vegas. Uh, we'll talk about some teams that are overrated or underrated in football, both college and the NFL. So we'll start to talk some football on today's show. But most of all, just wanted to get back on the mic, say what's up to everybody, and uh, just get this thing out again. So uh, we, I got back late on Tuesday, and then all day yesterday, it was just sort of getting everything back into place and didn't really have time for the pod. So I uh, thought we'd sit down today and get caught up. Remember, Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is the best. If you want to have fun play, uh, betting player props and you want to do so in new, different, fun ways, check out Thrive Fantasy. T-H-R-I-V-E fantasy.com or download the app. Put in promo code SBD for a, a deposit match up to 100 bucks. Thrive Fantasy promo code SBD. Sign up and prop up today. All right, so let's get to it. Uh, Vegas trip. I just got back from Vegas no more than, what was that, about 30 hours ago. Yesterday was a little bit of a detox day. Well, actually, I'm not going to lie. I had some beer at lunch. It was like, look, we're going to extend the vacation one more day. We're going to go have some lunch, have a little beer. So we did that. But either way, uh, Kind of getting back into it, like I said, but it was fun. Good trip overall. I go to Vegas all the time. I used to go a whole lot more before uh, COVID and everything. And uh, it's not that COVID's keeping me from going. It's just that my schedule doesn't really, hasn't lined up for me to go every couple months like I used to. But I go at least a couple times a year. Uh, it was really fun. Went with my fiance. Stayed at the Vidara Hotel, which is really nice. If you've never stayed at the Vidara, it's right there middle of the strip on uh what they call city center, uh, city center with Aria and uh, Cosmopolitan and Waldorf Astoria. But I liked it. I liked the Vidara a lot. The one thing I didn't like about Vidara was they don't have a casino in the, uh, uh, downstairs. So, you know, you had to go elsewhere to gamble, which it was close to walk to Aria and Cosmo, but I didn't love that. But overall, I, I thought Vidara was nice. Really cool place to stay at. Uh, gambling wise, I actually ended up doing well. I sat down at some tables, uh, didn't do very well in blackjack, but did pretty well in, in craps. And it was funny. My, uh, my fiance played craps for the first time. And of course, how it always goes. She was just the, she was on fire. I mean, she could not miss. She won a lot of people some money. She had no idea what she was doing either. Well, what's going on? I was like, <laughs> it's like, keep doing what you're doing. But, uh, they have these really kind of cool new tables where it's all, LED. So the whole felt table, it's usually felt, is like a huge LED screen, and you make your bets on this own little personal computer in front of you. It's 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 pretty cool, but uh, different, that's for sure. But that was fun, and uh, overall, a great trip. Now, it didn't end tremendously. Let me tell you about my flight back. This flight back, and actually, let me, let me say this first. There have been worse flights back that I've had, that I'm sure you've had, but the ending of this flight may have been the worst. So here's what happened. <laughs> we, <laughs> we fly back from, 
uh, Vegas, land in Denver. We we took the uh, five thirty flight from Vegas and two hour flight, and then given the hour uh, time change, we landed about eight thirty Denver time. So it's somewhat late. It's certainly dark, and we land. And as we land, I had a great flight. It was one of those flights where you fall asleep when the plane takes off. And you wake up when the plane lands. Isn't that ideal? That is the perfect flight, right? So maybe saying, Tyler, what the hell are you, you know, complaining about? So as we land, we hear this kid behind us, right behind my fiance, go, Mom, I think I ate too much. And whoo, everywhere. This little kid throws up. And it smelled so bad. It smelled so disgusting. And you look back, and I'm actually going to kind of bite my tongue here because I was pretty pissed after a long flight because I didn't say anything. I wasn't like that. But let me just put it this way. The type of family that you may assume their fat little child would say, Mama, I ate too much. They were that family. And it was like, oh my God, this is exactly why some people in America just drive me up a wall. Like these were the worst kind of people that exist, in my opinion. I'm sorry, this may be harsh just because their kid threw up, but oh my God. And it wasn't just because the kid threw up. It was how they handled it too. At the very end of it, they're like, and this is really the, the crux of everything is sometimes stuff happens, right? I get that. Sometimes kids are going to get sick, whatever. But the, there's parents who are like, like, they're like, oh, he's like, should we clean it up? They're like, no. The literal word was, it's someone else's problem. Let them clean it up. Like, it's someone else's problem, right? It stinks. Like, at least show a little bit of of remorse. I'm so sorry. They didn't apologize to one person around him. Again, I'm not begging for an apology. I'm not looking for an apology, but it would just be nice to get the right. That, that's what good people do. They're, they're concerned about people around them. They're apologizing. Oh no, I'm so sorry. Is there anything we can do? They're just like, yeah, Hey, Hey, someone else going to come pick it up. Don't worry about it. No big deal. Just like, look, I get trying to tell the kid it's no big deal, but treating things like that, it's like, No wonder, you know, no wonder things are going on how they are right now in the world. All right. Anyway, hey, back on track. Let's get back on it. It didn't end well with that little shit throwing up everywhere behind us. But besides that, uh, good trip, fun trip. And uh, hey, one little vomit at the end, it's not going to throw it off. So a good time overall. But like I said, we're back. Let's recap the last weekend like we always do usually on Mondays. Uh, we went four and two over the weekend, gave out six picks, and that does include Friday. So we gave out two on Friday, uh, two on Saturday, and two on Sunday, which uh, brings actually our overall Major League Baseball record to 20 and 17, uh, which is not bad considering at one point we were 11 and 15. So we're what, nine and two last 11 games? Bouncing back in the MLB. Now, here's the thing. We're not celebrating, you know, throwing a party because we're 9-2. and two. Way too many people do that on Twitter, things like that. But we are happy that things are back on track for baseball. And this is what we're talking about when it's like, relax, let things breathe, let longevity play out. We weren't doing well in baseball, but it's like, even though baseball is not my best sport, stay on track. Keep betting these games, things will turn around. And that's exactly what's going on so far with our baseball picks. So overall, four and two on the weekend, and uh, twenty and seventeen 
in uh, this season's MLB games that we've given out. All right, uh, let's go from baseball to football. I've been doing a lot of football homework. I mean, hell, I've been doing football homework since May, but uh, finally getting ready for the season. Seems like we're getting closer and closer. Uh, well, seems like. Uh, can you tell I'm still in my Vegas fog? Still in the Vegas haze. But uh, to wrap today's show up, I do want to talk some football. Uh, three teams that I think are currently underrated in the market. Now, for various reasons, I think these teams are in these spots right now. Uh, we'll talk about it. I have one team in college, two teams in the NFL, all that I think are underrated. Let's start in college. Uh, and this has to do with their quarterback. Uh, uh, South Carolina. Okay, South Carolina in the SEC is, I think, pretty underrated. Look at their season win total, six is their season win total at minus 110. And I see a team that's much better than last year's 7-6 and six team. They've got 14 returning starters, a coaching staff that's kind of settling in. They had a first-year head coach, first-year offensive coordinator last year. So they're all going to be kind of much more prepared for the get-go. Plus, like I said, uh, 14 returning starters. Spencer Rattler is going to be their quarterback, who I think he got a, a not a very fair shake at OU. Now, did he have a great game against Texas when he got pulled? No. Did he have a very great start to the season? No. Do I think Spencer Rattler got a little full of himself and thought he was going to be the automatic first pick in the NFL when he was eligible, et cetera, et cetera? Yes, I do. But He's still a very, very talented quarterback that a lot of people are riding off or have forgotten about. And again, like I said, South Carolina, for an over-under in the season win total at six, this is a team that has Georgia State, South Carolina State, and Charlotte all at home. So I think they at least get to six. I think South Carolina right now is being undervalued in the market, and uh, Spencer Rattler is, is a big piece of that. All right, let's move on to the NFL. Uh, two teams that I think are right now underrated. Let's start in the AFC West in my backyard here, the Denver Broncos. Uh, now, I know first-year head coach and the toughest division in football in the last at least five years, okay? So I get that, and I understand the potential skepticism, but the Broncos don't face what, what teams do uh, struggle with in this situation. When you've got a new quarterback, new coach, it takes like two to four games to really kind of iron things out, figure out what's going on, and to kind of hit your stride. It doesn't take the whole season. Like what, what you'll see sometimes in in the NBA is when you get a new team, new coach, new core, it sometimes will take half a season. You'll get to the all-star break. And these teams are still working things out. In football, it's much different. You a lot. First thing is because if the quarterback, like Russell Wilson, will uh, bring if they bring their own playbook, their own system, their own style, it's a lot easier to implement offensive ideas because the quarterback already knows what's going on. So that's one that checks the box for the Broncos. And the other thing is a tough schedule is really detrimental to a team with a new coach. So I look at the Broncos' schedule. I think this team could start off 4-0. Okay, they've got the Seahawks on the road, game one. Um, they're minus four, by, minus four and a half that game. Russell Wilson, if you're going to give him an ideal spot to start on the road for his new team, it's got to be in Seattle. So I think the Broncos win that game. Then they've got the Texans, game two at home. Then the 49ers, who I think are overrated. You look at... Quick side note, the 49ers win total right now of 10 is if they play their absolute best, they might exceed that. If they play average or even a little bit above average, I think they're going to struggle to, to get there. So 49ers are a wide ranging team. A lot of that range is the bottom. 
over under of 10, I don't like it all. So a little side note there for San Francisco, but we're, we're not talking about that. We're talking underrated teams. So the Broncos got San Fran week three. I think they go three and oh there. And then the tough week four, they do go on the road to the Raiders. But my point is here, the Broncos don't face that tough early schedule with a new coach, especially new quarterback, uh, new coach, new quarterback combo. So for that reason, I'm higher on the Broncos than most people. This is a team that went 7-10 and last year with Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. Good roster. They've only got better with, with, with Russell Wilson. The question is, how much better? I think that, you know, the way we lose this bet of taking the Broncos at 10, over 10, is, I mean, look, if they go, do we really think that 9-8 and eight is what they're going to come out? One game above 500? As I said, first-year coach, tough division, I get it, but... You know, nine and eight. I just don't see the Bron. I think that's a a huge underperforming season for the Broncos going nine and eight. So one game over that, we push our bet. I like that situation. Now I will say this: overall, the wise guys I've heard, the the successful NFL sports betters, tend to bet unders in really good divisions like this because the Broncos, Raiders, Chiefs, the the the, the Chargers, they're all going to beat up on each other. So I get all of that. But having said that, I am I am high on the Broncos right now, and I think they're a little undervalued. All right, my final team in the NFL that I currently think is being undervalued, Minnesota. And I think there's a couple different reasons. Their season win total is nine. And opposite of the 49ers, like I just talked about, I think Minnesota's got a wide range, wide range towards the top end of things. And for nine to be the season win total, I think it's a pretty comfortable spot to be in here. So Minnesota... New coach, new quarterback. Does that sound familiar? Right, We just got done talking about that. The only difference is Minnesota does have that tough early schedule. So let's first talk about Kirk Cousins and his, his past. Kirk Cousins has been sort of that anomaly for, well, look what an average quarterback can do. As long as you don't turn the ball over, you game manage, you can still win and get paid in this league. Look at Kirk Cousins, right? No one has argued in the last... Well, in Kirk Cousins' career, that he's a top 10 arm in the NFL, top 10 talent in the NFL, but he wins. And that's often just what you need. But it's funny to me that in the NFL, it's sort of like the one sport where winning isn't enough. Even Jeremy Lin. Look at Jeremy Lin in the NBA, right? Why did he? Why was he a sensation? Because he helped New York finally win some games. Winning turned him around. If, if that was the NFL, Jeremy Lin would have been like, yeah, nice story, but... Right, the NFL is relentless with this. You, you don't only have to win, but win the right way. You want another example? Look at Jimmy G. And I know I just got done saying the 49ers are I'm down on them this year. That's got a lot to do with Trey Lance and the fact they're not going to play Jimmy G. Okay, but my point with Jimmy G is he, all he's done his whole career is win. And no one is like talking about him being in this level of quarterback to where, you know, it, sh- it should be outrageous that a top 15 to top 20 quarterback isn't going to be playing to start the year. But no one's talking about it because he doesn't do it the right way. And so it's sort of like here with Kirk Cousins. He doesn't do it the right way. No one talks about him. Fine, I'm not here to defend Kirk Cousins. What I'm saying is he's done that his whole career with Mike Zimmer as his head coach. Now with a new offensive-minded head coach, I think things change quickly. I think Justin Jefferson gets more touches, more looks, higher higher uh, uh, value, value looks. I like this whole offense, by the way, pretty loaded on both sides of the ball, but I think this offense hits the ground running and 
while I don't mean hit the ground running in terms of what we just talked about, new coach, new quarterback, and looking smooth and polished, I think the offense is going to be able to keep this this team in games as to, in the past, Minnesota's fallen out of games because they get behind, they can't come back. So it's just going to be a different looking team. And for that reason, uh, I'm, I'm high on Minnesota. Okay, now let's talk about their schedule. Three of the first four games... It's tough. They got Vegas on the road. They have Denver on the road. They've got Green Bay at home. Those are those are hard games. Now they also have San Fran at home. I think they win that game. But that they, they could start one and four. And I did mention Green Bay there. I do think another reason why Minnesota is sort of being overlooked right now is because of Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers, this team in Green Bay is going to be good this year. So let's not ignore that. I'm not calling out Minnesota to win the North going away. What I'm saying is their value isn't where I think it should be. So season win total of nine, what I would do if you want to take advantage of this is look to bet Minnesota win totals during the season. I say, wait until after September. Buy Minnesota the lowest you'll buy them. I think you'll be able to get Minnesota with a season win total of like six and a half to seven and a half. You know, once they start one and three, but things are going to turn around in Minnesota and I think they're going to be a real pester to, to Green Bay this year in the standings. So I think that in college football, South Carolina is underrated. I think in the NFL, the Broncos and Minnesota are certainly two teams that are underrated right now. So, all right, that's all I got in the tank for one more show. We've been out for a couple of days. Let's just get back in the swing of things. I just want to do a little taste, a little taste of some football. We're going to have so much football talk coming up this next month. Just wanted to get things going, ease in a little bit, right? Just ease into some football. So that does it for today's show. Good luck, whatever you have going on today or tonight. We will talk to you tomorrow on Sports Betting Daily. Sports Betting Daily.